for tuning in to 2020 Bible Stories, where we read the unforgettable stories of the Bible with open eyes and clear views. I'm your host and storyteller, me. And I'm Fish, your thought commentator, where I'll be giving, giving my thoughts on the story, or based on the story thus far. Right. Because every story isn't always read in its entirety during that episode because they can't be a bit lengthy, but... We do try to learn something, you know, that might take us a ways away, which is why we call them takeaways. And we encourage you to send us your takeaways too, as well as your thoughts and requests to 2020BibleStories at gmail.com. Let's get it. All right. Now that we've gotten the pleasantries out of the way, let's start today's episode. That's it. Let's get it. Yeah, you said it before you was supposed to, though. It's all right. Let's go. All right. Let's start it. All right. So, last week, we ventured again more through of Joseph's story. Joseph, Joseph suffered just like his father did. Again, that generational thing. He suffered, but... Joseph had a positive attitude because, well, he eventually got a positive attitude because he knew that the Lord was with him. Everything he did, he succeeded. He rose up the second in command. Like, all the suffering he went through led him there. And from there is where, of course, Jacob was informed that Joseph is still alive. So, we're going to be picking up from there. This is our last story the last story is jacob and joseph again father and son that story mixed together but yeah this is the last story of this season so we're gonna try to make it good and let's see so jacob set out for egypt with all his stuff when he stopped in Beersheba and offered sacrifices to the god of his father isaac that night, God spoke to him in a vision and told him not to be afraid and to go to Egypt, for he would make his family a great nation there. He would be with him until he was brought back to the land of Canaan, but he was going to die in Egypt with Joseph close by him. So, they left Beersheba, carrying him, their children, and their wives on their wagons that Pharaoh gave them, along with all their livestock and personal belongings that they acquired in Canaan. So Jacob's entire family, all of his direct descendants went to Egypt. In total, not counting his son's wives, there were 66 people. Then Joseph ended up having, of course, Manasseh and Ephraim in Egypt with his wife, Azanath, so, all in all, they ended up with 70 family members in Egypt. When they got closer to Goshen, Judah was sent to get directions from Joseph. Joseph prepared his chariot to meet his father there. When he got there, he hugged his father and cried for a long time. Then his father said, Now I am ready to die. Since I have seen your face and know that you are still alive. Then Joseph said, I'm about to go tell the Pharaoh my entire family here. 
he was going to ask y'all y'all occupations since y'all brought y'all flocks and herds and everything. You know, since y'all brought basically everything with y'all. And he told y'all, you ain't got to worry about bringing your possessions. So, tell them that y'all raised livestock for a living just as your ancestors have because the Egyptians despised shepherds, which is the same thing, of course, you know, as raising livestock. Mm -hmm. Then he going to let y'all live in Goshen. Now, I did say this yesterday, so again, I spoke a little head, but it don't really matter. I said yesterday, last week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> then Jacob went to the Pharaoh with five of his brothers and told them that everyone had arrived and are now in Goshen. The Pharaoh asked the brothers what their occupations were, and they told him that we shepherds just like our ancestors. We came here to pasture our flocks for the famine was severe in Canaan too. And they asked if they could stay. The Pharaoh told them that they could stay and to choose any place in Egypt they wanted to live in. He told Joseph, now that they are, now that they were here, give them the best land that they want. In, uh, and if they want to stay in Goshen, then go ahead and let them give them old Goshen. But they could choose anywhere they want to live. And if any of them got any special skills, put them in charge of my livestock too. My livestock too. Then Joseph brought in his father and Jacob blessed Pharaoh. So Joseph did as the Pharaoh commanded and he settled them in the best land of Egypt, the region of Ramesses. Ramesses, whatever. Then he gave his father and brother food, his father and brother's food food appropriate to the number of their dependents, including the smallest children. Meanwhile, the famine became so severe that the people had used up all the food. And because they were selling the food, Joseph eventually collected all the money in Egypt and Canaan, and he put it in the Pharaoh's treasury. So after the people went to Joseph and said, all our money gone, please give us some food so we don't die. Joseph was like, bring me your livestock then. So they brought him their livestock in exchange for another year's worth of food. But when that year ended, they came back and said, we don't got no money. You got all our livestock. And all we got left is our bodies and our land. So, buy us as slaves for the Pharaoh and our land so that it won't become empty and desolate. Please just give us some food so we don't die for why should we? So Joseph bought all the people and their lands. And all of it belongs to the Pharaoh now. And he made all of them slaves. From one end of Egypt to the other. The only land he didn't buy was the land belonging to the priests because they received an allotment from the Pharaoh. So they didn't have to sell. Then Joseph said, now that I brought you and your land for the Pharaoh, I'm going to give y'all some seeds to plant. When it's uh, time to harvest them, one fifth of everything belongs to the Pharaoh. Y'all can keep the rest for y'all families and fields. That's when they was all like, you saved our lives. Please let us be 
servants to the Pharaoh. So Joseph made a decree that still holds up to this day in Egypt that one-fifth of all crops belong to the Pharaoh. All, of course, except the land belonging to the priests. Meanwhile, Jacob and his family settled in Goshen, where they were fruitful and prosperous. Jacob lived there 17 years after his arrival. So he lived 147 years in all. Get it. Anyways, when it came time for Jacob to die, he called for Jacob. Mm. He called for Joseph and he told him to do him a favor. He told him to put his hand under his thigh and show him unfailing love by swearing to honor his request, which was not to be buried in Egypt, but with his ancestors. So Joseph promised and said, I will do what you ask. But Jacob was like, swear. So Joseph took an oath and he bowed humbly at the head of his father's bed. And he vowed to do what he said. So one day Joseph got word that his father was declining rapidly. And he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, with him to go visit him. When they got there, Jacob, you know, was informed that they was there. So he gathered, you know, what strength that he had and he sat up in his bed and he said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me in love in the land of Canaan and blessed me. He said, I'm going to make you fruitful and multiply your descendants. I will make you a multitude of nations and I will give you this land in Canaan to your descendants after you as an everlasting possession. And now... I'm claiming your two sons. They will be my sons, just as Reuben and Simeon are. But any child you have in the future will be yours, and they'll inherit the land within the territories of their brothers Ephraim and Manasseh. Then he told them about Rachel and her death on the way to Padden around. So then Joseph said, So now these my sons. So no. So then Joseph said, so these your sons now? And Jacob was like, yeah, these are my sons that God has given me here in Egypt. Now bring them here so I can bless them. Jacob was half blind and could barely see because he was old. So Joseph had brought them over and they kissed him and embraced him. Then he blessed Joseph and he said, May the God before whom my grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this very day, the angel who has redeemed me from all harm, may he bless these boys. May they preserve my name and the names of Abraham and Isaac, and may their descendants multiply greatly throughout the earth. So Joseph had got upset or whatever, because as he was doing this, he put his right hand on um, Ephraim's head and he put his left hand on Manasseh's head. But of course, it should have been the opposite way around. That's why he got upset because you're giving the youngest son the blessing as he was blessing them. So anyways, Joseph got upset and he switched their hands and was like, nah, this one is the firstborn. 
But Jacob was like, I know what I'm doing. Manasseh is going to be the great nation. But his younger brother is going to be even greater. And all his descendants will become a multitude of nations. So, that's when Jacob blessed the boys that day. And he was like, the people of Israel will use your names when they give a blessing. They will say, may God make you, a pro make you as prosperous as Ephraim and Manasseh. And this way, Jacob put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. Then Jacob said to Joseph, look, I'm about to die, but God will be with you and will take you back to Canaan, the land of your ancestors. And beyond what I have given your brothers, I am giving you an extra portion of the land that I took from the Amorites with my sword and bow. Then Jacob called all his sons together and said, Gather around me, and I will tell you what was going to happen to each of you in the days to come. So he was like, Come and listen, you sons of Jacob. Listen to Israel, your father. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my strength, the child of my vigorous youth. You are the first in rank and first in power. But... You are as unruly as a flood, and you will be the first no longer, for you went to bed with my wife. You defiled my marriage couch. Simeon and Levi are two of a kind. Their weapons are instruments of violence. May I never join their meetings. May I never be a party to their plans, for in their anger they, mur they murdered men. And they crippled oxen just for sport. A curse on their anger, for it is fierce. A curse on their wrath, for it is cruel. I will scatter them among the descendants of Jacob. I will disperse them throughout Israel. Judah, your brothers will praise you. You will grasp your enemies by the neck. All your relatives will bow before you. Judah, my son, is a young lion that has finished eating its prey. Lion, like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse him? The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from his descendants until the coming of the one to whom it belongs, the one whom all nations will honor. He ties his fowl to a grapevine, the colt of his donkey to a choice vine. He washes his clothes in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth are whiter than milk. Zebulun will settle by the seashore and will be a harbor for ships. His borders will extend to Sidon. Issachar is a sturdy donkey, resting between two saddle packs. When he sees how good the countryside is and how pleasant the land, he will bend his shoulder to the load and submit himself to hard labor. Dan will govern his people. Like any other tribe in Israel, Dan will be a snake beside the road, 
a poisonous viper along the path that bites the horse's hooves so its rider is thrown off. I trust in you for salvation, O Lord. Gad will be attacked by mortaring bands, but he will attack them when they retreat. Asher will dine on rich foods and produce food fit for kings. Naphtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns. Joseph is the fowl of a wild donkey. The fowl of a wild donkey at a spring, one of the wild donkeys on the ridge. Archers attacked him savagely. They shot at him and harassed him, but his bow remained taut, and his arms were strengthened by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob, by the shepherd, the rock of Israel. May the God of your father help you. May the Almighty bless you with the blessings of the heavens above and blessings of the watery depths below and blessings of the breast and womb. May the blessings of your father surpass the blessings of the ancient mountains, reaching to the heights of the eternal hills, of the eternal hills. May these blessings rest on the head of Joseph, who is a prince among his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf, devouring his enemies in the morning and dividing his plunder in the evening. These are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is what their father said as he told his sons goodbye. He blessed each one with an appropriate message. Then Jacob, or Israel, said, All right, I'm about to die. Bury me in the cave that my grandfather bought from Ephron the Hittite, where my grandfather and his wife and my father and his wife and where I buried Leah. When Jacob got done giving his orders, he drew his feet into the bed, breathed his last breath, and joined his ancestors in death. Joseph threw himself on his father, wept over him, and kissed him. Then he told the doctors that was working with him to embalm him, which took the usual 40 days. And the Egyptians mourned his death for 70 days. When the period of mourning was over, Joseph asked the Pharaoh if he could go and fulfill his vow to his father and he'd be right back. The Pharaoh agreed and sent with him all his officials, senior household members, and senior officials of Egypt. Then when they arrived at the threshing floor of a tad near the Jordan River, they held a very great they held a very great and solemn memorial service with a seven-day period of mourning for Joseph's father. The local residents of Canaanites, the Canaanites, watched them mourning at the threshing floor of a tad. Then they renamed that place, which is near the Jordan, Abel Mizraim. Well, they said this is a place of deep mourning for these Egyptians. So Jacob's sons did as he commanded them. They carried his body to the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave in the field of Machpelah near Mamre. This is the cave that Abraham had bought as a permanent burial site from Ephron the Hittite. After the brothers buried their father and headed 
after the brothers buried their father and headed back to Egypt with everybody that went with him, Joseph's brothers became fearful that he was going to retaliate his anger now that their father was dead from what they had done to him years ago. So they sent him this message. Before dad died, you told us to say, please forgive your brothers for the great wrong they did to you, treating you so cruelly. So we, the servants of God of your father, beg you to forgive our sin. When Joseph got the message, he broke down and cried. Then his brothers came and threw themselves down before him and said, Look, we are your slaves. But Joseph replied, Don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. You brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. No, don't be afraid. I will continue to take care of you and your children. So he basically reassured them that they was okay by speaking kindly to them. So Joseph and his brothers and their families continued to live in Egypt. Joseph lived to the age of 110. He lived to see three generations of descendants of his son Ephraim, and he lived to see the birth of the children of Manasseh's son, Maker. I'm going to say that's what that is, M-A-K-I-R, um, whom he claimed as his own. Soon I will die, Joseph told his brothers. But God will surely come to help you and lead you out of this land of Egypt. He will bring you back to the land he solemnly promised to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear an oath and he said, When God comes to help you and lead you back, you must take my bones with you. So Joseph died at the age of 110. The Egyptians embalmed him and his body was placed in a coffin in Egypt. And that is the end of Genesis. So we're going to take a quick break and come back with our takeaways. You're going to take the All right, we back. What were some of the things that stuck out to you? Some of your takeaways. Jacob, I start, I guess, Jacob too was visited by God. Jacob, Joseph. Jo I don't know why I keep calling this match. <laughs> Jacob, Joseph. Joseph too was visited by God and told not to be afraid. Like he has to keep coming to these people to let them know that what I have for you is good. So don't be scared. But that also, again, led me to, no, I am talking about Jacob. No, I'm not talking about Joseph. I am talking about Jacob. He came to Jacob and he told him when, uh, Jacob, Jacob at the time is Israel now. You get what I'm saying? That's who I'm talking about. When he came and he told him, don't be scared to go to Egypt. I'm going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. at first, like I said, Jacob ain't had no problem with leaving mm -hmm. and, and doing what he's supposed to do. But again, Jacob has reformed he's become this new person where now 
He don't move unless God tell him to. Right. He waited this time for the Lord to say, because again, with the brother, he was out of there. With the uncle, he waited and got manipulated and all that. But again, when the Lord came to him that night and said, okay, yeah, they is plotting and planning. They attitudes is changing. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to go back to your homeland. Yeah, now it's time to go. So again, like they said, they chased after him as if he left like a thief in the middle of the night. But again, the Lord told him, Basically, he's at this point now where he doing what the Lord tells him. At mm-hmm. first, he was the grabber. Is my point, I guess I want to say. Mm-hmm. He was doing all the grabbing, and at this point, the Lord had grabbed him. The Lord had, had a hold on him, where he wasn't like, yeah, my son alive. I would love to see my son, but it wasn't until God came and told him, mm-hmm. don't be scared. Go down to Egypt. So, yeah, like, you're going to, yeah, Joseph's going to be right beside you when you die. It's going to be okay. Go ahead on. It's going to be fine. So, from that, I got, again, that it's normal to be scared. Again, when you face with a new situation or surrounding or whatever. But, again, you can't let that fear paralyze you to the point where you questioning God's ability to take care of they you. they fearful forever. And he's been telling them throughout the whole the whole ancestors don't be scared i'm with you more okay than one. he has but that's my point again he to them like i said relating it to modern day 2020 vision from that i'm going to put you somewhere you gonna be scared but i'm with you you don't have to be scared because again if you keep if you stay in that fear you are going to be paralyzed. It's going to paralyze you to the point where you are questioning God's ability to take care of you. Because now you're sitting here like, I got to lie. Because they're going to kill me and take my wife. I, I, this fear right now is paralyzing that I don't, I'm not believing in God's ability to take care of me right now. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. that signified to me. That's what I learned from that. Like, you got to believe, you got to know, and you got to trust God. Like, again, I'm speaking so firmly on that because I just had this conversation. I just told her father this. Like, I had, like you didn't have faith. That's why this didn't work out. You didn't have that faith. You came down here scared, and you stayed scared. You never let that fear dissipate. You stay scared the whole time, but I'm reassuring you it's gonna be okay. God has reassured me it's gonna be okay. You get what I'm saying? But you didn't, you did, you didn't do that. You let that fear paralyze you and overtake you. So yeah, no, you, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I was able to have that conversation. I, I know for me now, what I need, what I, well, I'm building my list. Is what I'm saying. I'm building my list of what I need and what I want. And God-fearing is the first one on there. If you ain't got faith, if you don't fear God, if you ain't doing like, yeah, you can't, we ain't, relationships with me not going to really work. I've, I've learned that now. And that's the point of a relationship, to learn me and to know me and you too. But I learned from me, you yeah, you got to have faith. I'm, I'm not the type of person where I get to church and everybody like, yeah, where your husband, where your boyfriend? Oh, he back home watching the game and you... No, that's not going to work for me. That's I, I realize, yeah, that's not going to work for me. Your ass better be sitting right here next to me on Sundays when however many days I'm coming up in here. If I'm watching it on the TV, you better be sitting right here next to me in front of the screen. Yeah, that's not going to work for you because you have to know him. I mean, I'm not saying you got to do it with me, but you, you still have to know him. 
I mean, all you do gotta do it with me. <laughs> you do. You do. Gonna do. You gotta do it with me. Now, nah, if you in relation, you have to know the Lord for yourself. Yeah, you have to know Him for yourself, but you have to be again that He has to be that third string in my relationship. He has to tie. He He's the one who's bonding us together and tying us together. So yeah, if we not doing it together and you doing it separately, yeah, nah, that's not gonna work. We gotta do it together. I gotta be like, come on, boy, let's pray. You cannot be sitting here looking at me crazy like pray for what? What we praying about? What we... You yeah no nah, that's not <laughs> that's not gonna work for me. Mm-hmm. But like what's wrong? Yeah, that's my point. What happened? And that'll be what's, what's wrong with you? Why you ain't ready to pray? What the hell you should be like? Come on, boo. What, what, you, what you need me to sit up later? How you gonna do this? <laughs> That's how I need you to be. That's how I took that. That's how I was like, oh, that that hit home. Cause yeah, that that paralyzing fear is ooh, the devil. That's how I feel. That is the devil. You got to let that go. Yeah. Okay. I feel you. And Jacob ain't make it to Canaan. If you think about Jacob, I make it to Canaan because the 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 field is in McFeela mm-hmm. and Mamre. That's not Canaan. Canaan Jacob ain't make it back to Canaan, but God promised him that his descendants would. Because again, you are gonna die in Egypt, but I'm gonna bring your people back in, and I'm gonna make sure that they get it as a permanent possession. But yeah, you 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 ain't gonna make it back. I just know that the bloodline and the wavering faith it's just been this generation this family for forever but the 12 nations of israel mm-hmm. his 12 sons yeah. the only sons he had and that's where i'm like wow exactly okay, the bigger yeah. picture yeah. Yeah. the bigger okay. picture exactly all these people are about to become a nation. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like in Good, his, bad, or indifferent. His battle and indifferent. Exactly. Yeah, y'all criminal, all this other all stuff. It's going to be 12. It's going to be that's 12. That's why, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to always be at war. I mean, some of them. Some of them. But again, for the most part, if you think, again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know exactly what he was telling them people. When he was, I mean, some of the things, again, because if you got the study Bible, it'll tell you what some of those things meant. Mm. But, yeah, but like I said, yeah, if you didn't, but you wouldn't know what no scepter wouldn't fall from his hand. And it's like, y'all know what that means. It's, it's like, again, yeah, you might not know, but for me, he gave each of them a prediction based a off of, he predicted, again, their futures based off of what they've done. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, like how how we was having that conversation of how people can make a complete change. You don't know where people gonna end up and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, that's true, but his father based it off of what they did. Like based off of what you done, that's what you gonna be. Like you sleeping with my wife, so you ain't gonna be no good. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like even though that happened so long ago, mm-hmm. based off of what happened so long ago, I'm still predicting that that's your future. Right. Because from your character, from your character, from based off of what I've seen, what you but you get what I'm saying, like because you're capable of that. But he blessed Judah, Judah again was the mastermind. You get what I'm saying? He blessed Judah, 
So, I don't, like I said, I, my, for me, I guess it would go by the names. Again, that's why they gave the kids the names that they wanted. Because they want the kids to live up to the names that they gave them. So, again, Judah meant praise. And that's what he said. They're going to praise you. Like, the, the seven's not going to fall far from you. Because, again, like I said last week, he is in the lineage of, of Jesus. So, and that's, that's what scepter meant. He's not going to fall from the scepter. He's going to be in this line, mm -hmm. regardless. So, yeah, but as far as him not making it back to Canaan, my takeaway from that was that you're not alone again still. You, you're not alone. He got to die with Joseph right there next to him. Because, yeah, he loved Benjamin, but I got my favorite son back again. Like, I'm, like, you, you're not alone, basically. Like, well, he wasn't going to experience the pain of knowing what it was like to be alone when he died, basically. Mm -hmm. Before he died, he knew that he was going to still be able to, uh, yeah, be loved, basically. Like, you, you feel like you had all this suffering and you was alone and all your sons left you, your wife left you, and all, but, but you, you're not going to die alone. Like you, you're not gonna have to. You're not gonna feel that pain of feeling like you by yourself, cause you're not. And again, I stated this last week, but that was my another one of my takeaways. That yeah, he wanted them to live apart. Again, I don't want y'all to be corrupted by these these the same people who accused me of rape around here and threw me in prison for something I ain't done and all of that. So like yeah, like tell them that y'all shepherds. So that they, he'll let you live here, but he gonna let y'all live here with, around them. He gonna put y'all separately at a whole nother place. Mm -hmm. Like, again, you would think still like that would be another question. If he was an Egyptian too, technically as an Egyptian, you shouldn't like nobody. You get what I'm saying? Like you're not supposed to like them regardless, but excuse me, according to the study Bible, more than likely the Pharaoh was probably a no bad himself. Like, yeah, he was here with them, but he probably was a nomad, too, so he was sympathetic towards mm -hmm. them. Like, yeah, technically, the Egyptians, we prejudiced against, you know, against y'all, but I still got a little sympathy, a little, I still got a little place in my heart because, again, he knows I'm just like you. Mm. I'm just like you. Ain't no different. So, uh, because Joseph... Again, remain faithful, though. His family was able to benefit from that because of who he was. Because could you imagine had they didn't like him and came and said, my family some shepherds? Oh, yeah, y'all do. Oh, y'all die. He died and all oh, y'all. No, nah, but because he remained so faithful, his family was able to, like, come and take the best land. Y'all can have whatever part of Egypt y'all want to have. Mm. Y'all can have whatever because of Joseph. Because of Joseph, y'all can have whatever y'all want. He saved a lot of people. I mean, he, again, yes, that was his, that was his destiny. That was his purpose. That he was going to save all these people. That was his, but, yeah, that's, that's how I took that off of that. Like, yeah, he don't, I don't want y'all to live around here because I don't, again, I don't want you to get instill some of their characteristics in y'all. But at the same time, y'all get to live whatever y'all want to because of me. He gonna let y'all live whatever y'all want because of me. You get what I'm saying? Like, think of that modern day when you come in here. Like, they he they not gonna really like you. 
Mm-hmm. Like when I'm, I'm gonna give you the job, but the people that work here they ain't gonna really like you, like cause they don't really mess with people like Mexicans or whatever you is, Spanish mm-hmm. or black. They don't really mess with you for real, for real like that. But again, I'm gonna give you this shot. They, you get what I'm saying? Cause again, I don't, I know ain't nothing wrong with you. I know this because of whatever I'm looking at don't mean nothing, but they don't feel this way. Mm-hmm. Like they, they ain't got that in them. So, but again, but because of me, they gonna mess with you essentially, basically because of me, because I'm gonna tell them I'm a vouch for you. Mm-hmm. You gonna be good to go, so you ain't gonna have nothing to worry about when you get there. So that's why I be saying it's like when you, you, if you gotta think of it in the context of the day, how that work, like, what did that symbolize? That's what that symbolized for me. Like, yeah, that people probably not going to mess with you because of you, but because of the people around you, like, yeah, you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't really mess with singers, for real, for real, but because she sing, because you say she sing, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and listen to her, and if she sound good, then I'll sign her. Mm-hmm. But that's not my forte. I'm more so in the rap, the trap music, and that's, mm-hmm. that's where the base of my money comes from. Right. You get what I'm saying? I'm going to just go based off of the strength of your word, off of your word. Yeah, he good. And that he made Joseph, Joseph, uh, Joseph do the same thing that you know, uh, Abraham made his uh, servant do, Eliza. Yeah, put your hand under my thigh and make oh, yeah. it <laughs> and yeah, make yeah. this vow to me. That's all I'm like. Yeah. That must be the thing. You got to put your hand under my I thigh. Guess, yeah, that's. The, I guess that's what. Uh, I don't know. You gotta look that. You gotta look that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see what else stuck out to me. The uh, the 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 firstborn thing stuck out to me again. Another situation where the the younger one was gonna be the greater nation of the older one. Joseph again got mad and switched Jacob hands. He was like, "Nah, you doing that wrong. You blessing the wrong one." Like, and the first thing he said, "I know what the I know what I'm doing." Like. You get what I'm saying? Like, don't tell me what I'm doing. Because, you, again, you don't understand. You don't know the bigger picture. You don't see what's going on. I mean, what stuck out to me was the fact that he still, the, the, his brothers were still scared of him after he showed them the first time. It is nothing but love from him. Mm-hmm. And then for them to be like, they really had no faith. I mean, not that they had no faith, but it was like, it was just probably our father. And now that our father did, he can seek his revenge now. Like, but who was even thinking about that? He's still more That's how father. they was thinking. Because his... that's how it went with Jacob and Esau, right? Where it was like, I'm about to mourn my father's death. So. After my father died, I'm gonna kill you. That's because he deceived him. That's what he, he deceived hurt. him. His hurt was about, but they he but already got that. That's my first thought situation. process though. Is though he said he was gonna he wasn't gonna do it though until the father died. You didn't know when exactly his father was gonna die. He was like he just deceived me and and I'm about to be soon mourning my father's death because I know soon my father will die. Mm-hmm. So to basically to mourn my feelings to help me get over this faster, I'm gonna kill him. Cause because of what he did, and that's gonna help me in his mind. That's gonna help me get over this face. It's gonna make me feel a little bit better. And that's again why I'm thinking that's probably why that's what they was responsible. They thought the same thing. Now that our father did to mourn his death, he about to get his revenge. Mm. 
But again, he like you said, he had to reassure them, like, because apparently y'all don't know who I am. I mean, yeah, I mean, you don't know who I am, but at the same time, like, I just told you what y'all meant for evil. He worked out for good. I came here and I saved a whole bunch of people. So it's like, I'm not mad. Like, what what do I need to be mad for? Look at me. I, I ain't got to, re, you know, resort to that to mourn my feelings, to get over my father. Like, I'm over that. I'm just going to mourn my father death and move on. I'm already over y'all. Ain't nobody think about y'all no more. We all are wealthy. We all are important. We just rule over different nations, different groups of people, mm-hmm. and different areas of the world. But what I got from that, basically, is that, yeah, he worked in unexpected ways. That was my takeaway from that. From the least, you know, I'm not going to say the least. I'll say the least expected person. That's what I say. By front, he chooses again the least expected person in unexpected ways for reasons that you can't even think of that surpass beyond all of your understandings. He don't. So basically, I took from that line again. I don't care what your resume say. Like when you go apply for this job, if it say you don't fit this bill of these qualifications, that's not what I look at. That's I don't need that. I just need somebody that's going to work my plane. So it might not be the person you thought it was going to be. You can't look past it because he, he didn't look past that person. Again, the same way he looked past Dinah. <coughs> Excuse me. He looked past Dinah, but again, he he came to he came through with that. He saw eventually, he brought good from that. Like something good eventually, you know what I'm saying, come from that. So, he ain't forget, basically. Well, I said Dinah. I'm using the wrong person in that example. I'm using uh, the one with all them kids. Leah. Oh. That's what I'm thinking of. Like, yeah, she felt overlooked and all that, but then nobody forget you. Like, nobody forgot you. And you was the one that was flooded with all the kids. Mm-hmm. And the shepherd thing. Yeah. Jacob said that God was his shepherd. So, again, of course, that's the, the takeaway. That let God shepherd you. Let God guide your life. Because you saw where you got him. You got him taken care of eventually. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't rocking with it at first. That's <coughs> oh, <coughs> You mean coughing, sneezing? Got a lot of things going on. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, I pretty much say that Jacob again. He predicted his son's futures based off of, again that. But my takeaway from that, because yeah, we talked about that. But my takeaway from that is that basically, like what we do shape our future. That was my takeaway from that, cause like. As of literally what you're doing right now, what we're doing right now will officially be history in an hour. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, and what we're doing right now is going to shape. That's why he was able to predict what's going to happen to you based off of what you've done right now. 
So it's like, what are we doing right now that's going to shape our tomorrow? With that's not your outcome, because you get what I'm saying. Judah did do those things initially, but he also, you get what I'm saying, was the one who spoke up, right? To say, you get what I'm saying. So it's like you can make that change. So that's also why he got the blessing and all those kinds of things. But are you making that change to shape that you're gonna have a better future, a better outcome, so that you're not gonna have the same day tomorrow that you just had today? That was deep. I don't. I didn't even catch all that from that. <laughs> That's why I said again. I be like thinking of these things, like talking about these things. Is yeah. But the, my ultimate takeaway, like, what did I get away from that? What faith? Yeah. What well, like? To, what happened? Whether unwavering faith, because he gonna come and he shows up. In ways that you don't even believe. And he is visible in his works. And he'll put you. And he'll put his put your money where your mouth is. But you got to put. Exactly. You got to do the work. You got to do it. He going to do his part. But you still got to do yours. So again. You can want to do these things. So Judah must have again wanted to do these things because he could have been the same person, but he had to want to do these things mm-hmm. in order for him to be able to get to the point where he was courageous enough to speak up in that moment. Excuse me. And as far as Reuben, yeah, he ain't get that double inheritance. That's why I said again, as far as that firstborn thing where he thought that he stole it and you get what i'm saying like mm-hmm. he the the firstborn rights yeah i understand you gave them away though so technically you gave away your double inheritance because as the firstborn that's what you get you get double the portion of what all the rest of the other kids get so as your firstborn that's what i got from there but the blessing is what he stole of the what you gonna be and what i see and all like like that's what he stole from him but Again, because of something Reuben did that he didn't think he knew about all them years ago when he slept with, what, Bilhah, sleeping with her. He's like, yeah, now you don't get to. Because, again, what you did then shaped your future. Right. Something you did, your actions then shaped what's going to happen tomorrow. And obviously, he didn't get no better. That's all I'm thinking again. Because it, because it, it was still bad. And yes, you just slept with her. And he, now... It is not going to get better. Because obviously, he didn't have no remorse from it. He worshipped, sacrificed no offerings or nothing to, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, pray and say that he was wrong or whatever. So, you... He ain't changed. Yeah, so, like he like... He, he, that's why he got nothing. And that's why, yeah, you don't get that double inheritance no more. Mm-hmm. You don't get nothing as the firstborn. All that go because you dishonest and you untrustworthy. That's to what that represents to your father. Like, that's all I see. You're not going to get the blessing because you dishonest. That's father and that mother. So, that's my thought process is that he remained dishonest and untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. He, he has to keep being that way that he took it away. Once you, you did that, how you go back? I mean, yeah, you can't go back, but if you, again, forgive, ask, I did it, repent, move on to be better, that's really all you can do. It's still a sin, but that's what we supposed well, to do is ask for the forgiveness. Because, yeah. again, that's another thing I said again last week, but if it happened this week, well, yeah, you came to us, you told us, ask for forgiveness. So that's what we're here doing right now. we asking for the forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did it. It ain't nothing I could do but ask for forgiveness. Because it's, it's, what's done is done. It ain't no going back. 
Judea sold Jacob into slavery, lied to Tamar, like that's why, yeah. He did all of that, but still, yeah, you 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 gonna be the one. You gonna be the one. Because again, he changed his character. Reuben ain't do that. And when he said, uh what did it say when, when he said to Dan, I trust in you. I trust in you for salvation. When I first read that, I was like, well, he sounds like he's talking bad. So why would he trust in him for salvation? But again, reading the commentary and digging deep deeper, what he was saying was, if only you trusted in God, then you would be a strong leader. Mm -hmm. That's what he was saying. Because I was like, hold on. Like, it's not like, yeah, like, well, I was like, I just kept saying, yeah, this don't go together. As I was reading, that's all I just kept. This don't go together. But then again, like I said, when you read the the notes on it of what things stuff could really, what what some of the stuff they know means, because again, everybody don't know everything. Mm -hmm. I could just tell you what I know, and based off of that, that meant that if he had trusted in God, then he would have been a strong leader. Because you don't really hear too much about Dan. Mm -hmm. Well, not thus far anyway. Uh -huh. My, none of the other children, for 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 real, but. Everybody had they, you know, what uh -huh. they was, and Dan, it was just like, yeah, if you just believed in the Lord, like, you don't know what you could be, uh -huh. like, you have no idea, if you, you know, if you trust it, if you like, you believe in him, but you don't trust in him, you don't trust that he gonna do what he say he gonna do. But I took from that that, like, basically, people who who attractive, who got a lot of money, like, people who, who feel a, some sense of that they talented, and ultimately he believed in himself as opposed to God. Like I said, with mm -hmm. Jacob, where he didn't, Joseph, where he was the bragging one, where he felt that his talent was from him. Like, mm -hmm. I'm the one who could predict the future from my dreams. I could tell you what stuff means as opposed to that's God's business. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I had. I mean, you know, I, I felt like they tied together and they went hand in hand. Like, basically just because you cute, I made you cute. You get what I'm saying? You know, I say for years for girls, like, oh, you gonna get in the club for free and you ain't gotta worry about you get what i'm saying like mm -hmm. that's how it is and it's like as opposed to being like god gave you that talent for that to happen mm -hmm. like it ain't just because you look good well I mean, it is because you look good but i'm the one who made you look good because you could look like the dust bucket up the street right now but i'm the one because you get what i'm saying all yeah. them instagram girls where it's like they flying out, being flown on earth because of how they look. This mm. lifestyle you getting, like, they believing in themselves and in their right. looks that's getting them this when that's not what it is. Basically, from that, all of that, mm -hmm. I got, don't misplace your trust. Yeah. Don't put your trust in yourself. Don't misplace your trust because it ain't you who's doing this. It's him. And another takeaway I got was that, uh the morning thing like that's that's a ritual that's something that people do when he changed to the burlap clothes and all that's like us when we change to our black clothes mm -hmm. at the funeral like that's a custom to you gotta mourn More. the, yeah, yeah you like you have to like 
You can't sit there and just be like, oh, I'm cool. And I'm like, nah, go ahead, put your little morning clothes on, sit in it. And when you're ready, put your regular clothes back on. We all, all right. be here, right here, waiting we gonna for you. We're going to be alerted. Exactly. We know that you're still in mourning. Mm-hmm. And we know when you're coming about of it. Mm-hmm. And Joseph grew closer to God every time his enemies attacked him. Every time somebody did something to him. He just was closer and closer with the Lord. And that's why he ended up getting the way he was. Because, again, he didn't look at it like Jacob, where he became ungrateful. Because all these bad things just keep happening to me. Joseph grew closer to the Lord because all these bad things kept happening to him. Because he knew he was covered. He knew. Mm-hmm. I mean... Again, like I said, he he knew God's design for his life. Right, and then but he also knew, like he said, don't be afraid because I'm always with you. Mm-hmm. But his design ultimately is that purpose that everybody looking for is basically what that is. He knew what his purpose was. I, my purpose is to interpret dreams. That's my purpose to to say what God wants me to say through the dreams that you have and the, the message that He's telling you. I may be and to deliver that nation, message. Save a country. Even then, because the dreams that he had before then, he was just letting the brothers know, y'all going to all bow down to me. And uh-huh. You get what I'm saying? And your mother, your mother and your father, we going to be bowing down to you too. And But again, as opposed to the brothers who got jealous, Jacob was like, I wonder what they mean. Like, I wonder what that mean. Like, I wonder what could that be. Joseph didn't have to because he had that, that he knew that was his gift and his purpose. He knew what they meant. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I, I can tell you what they mean. So he sat in his talent as if again, that was him. Like I said, like the that first was when him. he was 17, so he got and when he was yeah, 17, I mean, you know what I'm saying? He had to grow time. exactly. Yeah. And that was my he's 17. He had to grow into yeah. this man. Cause as yeah. a child, you are gonna act as a child. Cause they probably was treating him like one, and he probably was like, yeah, he got older brothers. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying? I would think that he wanted to be seen, too, probably. You get what I'm saying? We the last wanted, two. He just wanted them to play with somebody to play with. <laughs> That's what all that was. He just wanted them to play with him. Talk to him. Take him out mm-hmm. to the woods and be a better something. But now, God gave me this gift, so y'all, okay, if y'all all good at archery and catching the food and going out there hunting, so what? Mm-hmm. And all, all ten of y'all... 11, 12 of y'all, my older brother. So what? Mm-hmm. And y'all got special gifts. God gave me this. Yeah, I can see that. Sibling robbery. I mean, he was just being, again, he was just bragging about it. And as a result of him being just who he was, this is just who he was. I was able to receive my purpose as a child. You get what I'm saying? Think about that compared to his brothers who probably still don't know what I'm here for. You know how many people look for that? I've been looking all my life. What is my purpose? Why do God have me here? Why am I still alive? Why do I wake up every day? Uh-huh. Like, that's what I'm saying. You still looking for your purpose? He was self-assured. He knew what his purpose was. I don't mm-hmm. got to guess why I'm here. I know exactly why I'm here. So that is what I'm saying. Him already knowing that in his being, along with being his father's favorite and being young, having that attitude that, yeah, I'm the shit. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. All of that compiled together. Eventually, he just got away from the young part of him. He uh-huh. grew into the man. Right. Where it's not me who's doing this. I know now. I learned my lesson. Yeah. 
he and again he grew closer to God with all of his all these bad things probably did happen to me because I had that attitude because that was my mind frame so once I changed my mind frame and my thinking and I now know that I'm closer to who he is and he's telling me who I I know these answers now again my self-assurance is just now self-assurance as opposed to being overconfident. Now I'm just self-assured as to who I am. That's mm -hmm. that's all that is. And that's what he had to get to. He had to get to that. He had to get to that, that faith. That you're saying. Like he had to get to that faith. Because he, he had to trust God to rescue him from all of that. Mm -hmm. He had to. And that Jacob cried again the morning. That was, I wanted to, again, that's my takeaway. That's what I'm saying again. I thought I'd be talking about stuff and move on. I ain't never say what my takeaway was. But my takeaway from that, for real, for real, was that where did this, this statistic, this statistic, where did this stereotype that men are so strong and they is not supposed to cry come from? Because if you read this, I ain't seen that one of these men where they sitting here hard like, yeah, he cried and he wept and he did. And nobody told, ain't nobody coming to tell none of these people, no, nah, don't do that. You know you a man, you ain't supposed to cry. This man's, uh-huh, my son is gone. My wife dead, I've been, you get what I'm saying? Like, you not about to tell me I can't cry. That's all I got left is my tears. Like... That's why I was like, I don't know where that stereotype came from, how this is. Because back in the day, these men didn't have no problem with showing their grief. They mourned. They wasn't afraid to cry. You know, they knew exactly how they felt. You're going to know exactly how I feel. This is how I feel. I'm in mourning right now. I need 70 days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They had no problem. They gave themselves a butt. I, again, yeah, they again they gave themselves time to mourn. So you can look at that as they religion gave themselves the time to mourn. Their, well, their tribes gave them. That's their how culture the gave Egyptians them did it exactly. Yeah, but they the all Egyptians, weren't Egyptians. No, these people were Hebrews. That's yeah, why they that's what I'm saying. Them. Like yeah, you know what I'm saying. As opposed to our is our culture as an Egyptian, we mourn for seventy days. That might not be your Hebrew. Hebrews might only got seven. You get what I'm saying? That might be how they feel. That's all the time they need. The, but we need 7D. You get what I'm saying? So from that, like, yeah, you have to give yourself time. When, Especially when somebody close to you pass away. You yeah. can't think that you're going to get over a, that. A mother, father, sister, brother. Yeah, you can't think you're going to bounce cousin. back real fast. Like 70 days, that's what? Two, a little over two months, right? You need at least two, a little over two months <laughs> to get yourself together, basically. You cannot think that two weeks later you was going to be just fine and bounce back. I mean, if that's you, that's you. But from this, I got that you you got to give yourself time. You might you think you okay. You might think you okay, but you got to go through that morning period. But another thing I did take away from that, though, is again, once the morning period was over, they did what they had to do. They went on about, okay, let's bury her. Let's do what we got to do. We got to move on about our lives. It's time for us to get on now. Mm -hmm. I took away from that too. Like, okay, it's over with now. You get what I'm saying? I've given you your two, three, four months you needed. 
that time is over with now. I look at that again from the perspective of other people and you to yourself, the person that's doing the morning, because you got to come out of it if you want to be better. You got to realize it's not going to be like this always. But again, you being like that, and if I'm your wife, your husband, your sister, whoever that is, and you and you and you pushing all that on me, it's affecting me. That's why I was like, everybody tried to comfort this man, and this man said, nobody's going to comfort me. I'm going to go to my grave morning, my son. And it's like, you got to move on. Like, you got to let that morning period be over. Get on with your life, because again, I still got other things for you and other things you need to do. You can't sit here like this stuck. You got to get over it. And you know me, my model with that. Well, you got to let it go. When let time. go, let go. When it's time. When man. it's time, yes. When it's time. But again, you know, things are the, you know, you, you have cannot to, sit there you and cram hold away. On. If, it it, happened, if it's not going, it's not going. Well, that's as far as morning goes, is what I'm saying. I'm looking as far, like I said, with a person or something, and being like, yes, if I'd have done something to you 20 years ago, you need to let that go. You got to let that go. I'd let it go. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you got to get over that. Some people, I think, yes, that's true too as well. But at You're the end stuck. of the day, that's my point. It might be. It, some people might need closure. Okay. And you got to get your closure from him sometimes is what I'm saying. Sometimes you're not going to get it from me. Because if you ain't seen me in 20 years, you going to really wait to see me to get your answers. You don't know if you're going to see me again. You got to go to him to get them answers. You got to pray and he'll reveal it. He's going to tell you you're not. You get what I'm saying? However that go. And that's what they were. But you got to let it go. You got to let that go. Yes. Ask him, why did this happen to me? Can you explain if you feel so badly that you need the answer? Ask him. Because, again, if you ain't, if I'm gone, if you ain't, don't expect it that you're going to get that answer. Now, if you see me 20, 30 years later. And it's still on your mind and on your brain that I just I just needed to know why you did such and such just so long ago. As long as you're not holding on to it like as an anger, you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's just like I just I just wanna know why. Like, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah, I just I feel you. you know what I'm saying? As long as that's the understanding, I just wanna know why. But don't come at me with an attitude, you get what I'm saying, for some shit that happened twenty, thirty years ago. You need to come at me. I I forgave you, but I just wanna know why. Oh yeah, but what if you ain't forgiven? Well, you need to. That's what I'm saying. Because if you want him to forgive you, you got to. True. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. And again, him wanting to be buried in, in McFeely expressed his faith that God going to give my people Canaan. Like... Yeah, he gonna give me, even though I can't go there. You get what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. what he's telling me. I'm not gonna get there, but he's telling me my people gonna get there. So at least bury me with my ancestors since I can't go there with y'all. Right. He, yes, he, he, yeah, he still had that faith that, yeah, my people gonna get what they supposed to get, even though I'm not gonna be alive to see it. Because I'm gonna be buried in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And that's a life lesson again. Even though you did all this hard work and you might not have seen the payoff. Your descendants will eventually. You but get what I'm still, saying? But he still lived a good life. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely yeah, did. He lived I mean, life. he lived a long life. Again, like I said, I can't say he lived a good life. 
Because, again, as far as Jacob was concerned, he was ungrateful. Joseph did. Well, Joseph eventually. You get what I'm saying? Because, again, he was in prison for 20, 30, 13 he years or whatever. He wasn't in hard labor prison. He wasn't in hard labor. He, he was a favor. No hard, and all that stuff. He, but he, he, the he fact that no I'm in prison nothing. means I'm not free to do what I want to yes, do. He, well, he, but he, what are you doing if you still taking if you still in charge of the whole world from inside of a prison? No, he was only in charge of where he was. He in was the in prison, prison, he was only in charge of the prisoners. That, you can't get no better than that. <laughs> not if you in prison yeah, but, still, but I don't want to be in prison he, be, he probably was in prison in it's charge of other prison and he wasn't even in prison because he probably lived better than the prison I might everybody. be living better than the rest of y'all but still I don't even deserve to be here I didn't do nothing he didn't have none of no, he had a family but he had a wife he didn't have none of that he so didn't he have any of that not until he got it you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying once after, you get it yeah. then yeah I'm gonna miss it but that again Jacob though. had some of those things you know what I'm Listen. saying that's why he became ungrateful I had a mother and a father and a brother and I had all of those things and because of something I did my con you know what I'm saying I don't get to see and do any of those things anymore he didn't get to see in his first time just because so he, that was, I didn't do nothing Except be arrogant. That was in you get what I'm saying? I just was arrogant. I didn't kill nobody. I didn't he, you get what I'm saying? Exactly. So he had to go and be humbled. He, he was, had to go be humble. Yes, he had to go and be he humbled. humble. And he he went from being humble to the baddest dude in prison. Mm-hmm. He became be better than a warden. He was getting to that point of being humble. Because, again, you don't know. The fact that he succeeded in everything he did mean that he could have still had a little bit of like, shit. Uh, you know once, how good once, I am? Once he knew his brothers was plotting against him and have already put him away, he was like, nah, like I mean, I'm sure it probably kicked family. in there. I'm sure it probably kicked in. Because that's, that's what like they said. When we you get saw... thrown in the house and be like, I'm here fish right there and everybody run down the steps and run out the door and grab somebody like I got somewhere to go I got somewhere to go everybody got somewhere to go so who gonna be there to watch what is this example you're talking about right now I don't know when you the little kid Uh and your brothers is plotting to kill or hate you already just because Uh you got a you got a gift Mm-hmm. And your father loves you so, with being brought the plan to kill you. How you think it's gonna make you feel? You go, yeah, you gonna feel unlo- until they ship you down the river and you go. But oh, now you're you in charge of everything. But damn, your brother still wanted to kill you. And they still sold you to slavery. See, that's what I'm saying. That it didn't kick in until that day. Until that rope got ripped off, he got pushed yeah. in that hole. You get what I'm saying? Until that day came. And even then, it was just more so, I'm just in fear for my life. You get what I'm saying? He didn't still at that moment had an attitude, this is happening to me because I'm arrogant right now. He's just in that moment of, oh my God, I could die right now. I am about to die. My brother's just trying to kill me. Like, my brother's just trying to kill me, right? He didn't get to the point of the humbleness until, you get what I'm saying? You're in prison. She accused you of the rape. He had to go through a number of other things for that humbleness to all the way kick in and be settled in. It was, again... The one third thing that happened when he got put in the hole is that's one thing that drew him closer. You get what I'm saying? The fact that he's becoming the best. I know that you know what I'm saying. He ain't had no breakdowns 
after that. But again, the fact that everything I do succeeded, he had to again grow closer with him. Because everything I do succeed. So he growing closer than that. He gets accused of rape and in prison. You get what I'm saying? So I have to grow closer because who's going to get me out of here? So for two years, again, I'm praying, praying, please, because he didn't forget about me. Have you too? You get what I'm saying? No, he didn't have that. I'm forgotten. He was just like, I'm gonna get about here. I don't know when, but mm -hmm. he gonna. I, he's again. He's building his relationship. He gonna. Whenever my time to come to get he out of here, gonna come. I'm gonna get out of here. He, yeah, but and he still was working it the whole time. Exactly, and that's he what was I'm working saying. in his purpose, working in his, working in his purpose, working in his accounting business because that's all he was was a, a dream teller accountant. Well, that's what I'm saying. Administrative. And you got the work. Executive administrator. He all couldn't that have just had it. Yeah, the Lord was with him, but he still had to go through all of this stuff in order to get to what he was going in to ultimately be. In order to get to being and humble. The world. In order to get to the point where he know who to put his trust in. Uh -huh. And he had, you get what I'm saying? He had to know where these things are supposed to be placed. Where are you supposed to place these feelings? He had to get to that point. Cause again, at first you was putting them at the wrong, to the wrong people. You, when it, it ain't you. And he was seventeen though. Yeah, he was seventeen, so and that's what I'm saying. So yeah, so as a a child, you gonna act as a child, but as a man, I'm gonna show you that mm -hmm. this is what you're supposed to do as a man. You're supposed to serve me. Even as a child, you're supposed to serve me, but I'm probably not gonna push you through as many hardships as a child that I will as you an adult. Because, again, you're not a child no more. You got to let that stuff go. You got to let what happens to the childish things go. You got to let that go. You're an adult now. You're in a whole other stage of life. Well, All right. my main takeaway is that God, again, brings good from evil. That I say that's basically like, yeah, from all, all the things that has happened between Jacob and Joseph and the other people that's been thrown in here too, like you can't bargain with God because He wins every time. I mean, a lot of things happen to these people. Like these people, yeah, these people suffered and they went through some things, and through all of that, some good stuff is gonna come. But yeah, as far as I know, generational, like you said, that's another thing. That's been going on throughout here, generation after generation. Same things been happening, and with a little bit of change in there. Cause again, Isaac, he ain't sleep with the concubines. He prayed, so everybody didn't always do the same thing. Right. So, all in all, like yeah, you gotta give people what they give you, and. Joseph did give us a little bit of a segue into next season of what's going to happen in Exodus when he was like, yeah, God going to help lead y'all out of Egypt. He's going to help lead y'all out of Egypt. So, And I guess in there she'll find out that question that she snuck in at the end, which is, well, did they take his bones? And Yeah, again, we'll, <laughs> we'll find all that out of the Exodus next season. But tune in the next week where we'll be giving our moral of the story for each of the stories we've been discussing thus far this season.
That concludes this episode of 2020 Bible Stories. Stay tuned next week for a new episode.